Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 730, recorded live on July 9th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who's finally getting back to normalcy, Dave Clay. Oh, maybe. And the man who's going to welcome him back with another random beverage, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi, Andy. <laughs> this one is an RC Cola, berries and cream. Ooh, I, I would like that one. <laughs> I saw it. I was actually, um, um, there is a Dollar General store over by the WKZO transmitter site. <clears throat> and of course, the WKZO transmitter site is not air conditioned. So normally when I go out there, especially in the summer, it's a big brick building with heat sources inside. So it gets pretty toasty in there. So I always, you know, kind of treat myself on the way back by stopping by the Dollar General and grabbing the Mountain Dew Maui Burst. Because that's the, that's the Dollar General exclusive, right? Right. And I was literally just walking down the aisle to grab the uh, cold cans in the little fridge that they have halfway down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And it passed by Royal Crown Cola Berries and Cream. Limited time flavor. And I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> Limited time flavor soda? Man, that has Andy written all over it. Plus, I was like, berries and cream, that doesn't actually sound bad, so here we go. No, I mean, I, I do enjoy berries and cream, like, just as a general principle. <clears throat> oh, that's very berry. But is but, it creamy? Yes, no, there is there is a bit of a cream flavor to it as well. There's a cream, a cream to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with a lukewarm vanilla-flavored Coke. Oh, boy. Man, I remember when vanilla Coke came out, that was, like, that was good... I mean, vanilla Coke is my jam. I I thoroughly enjoy vanilla Coke, much significantly more than Coke with coffee. Yeah. Ugh. Or Coke. Pepsi Nitro, or <laughs> any of these other gimmicks. God, Pepsi Nitro. Although, I, st- I, I will say, I enjoyed Crystal Pepsi, so I don't know what that makes me, and if people should judge me on, on that. Well, I did try Pepsi Nitro at lunch, and that was thoroughly disappointing especially since they're like okay you have to open it and you have to pour hard and i'm like well shoot i have to get then one of my big yeah i have to get a we don't have any like we actually have like steins but we don't really use them do you have like a pint glass somewhere like that should be enough no no we only have um oh i could have probably taken one of the hard rock cafe pint glasses that we have but yeah i grabbed the stein because that was the only thing big enough to pour into. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole and process. Even when you pour hard, it's not like it does. It's not like a Guinness. No, there. But there was a lot of there was a lot of head to it. Yep. So if I would have poured it in my normal drinking glasses, it would have it would have overflowed. That that is not surprising. But yeah, no, it was like I tried that. I'm like that. That was thoroughly. You know, that was a lot of work for for just, not a lot of payoff. For yeah. not a lot of payoff at all. For, for slightly different tasting Pepsi. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I even I even had the um, there was a vanilla version of the Pepsi Nitro, and that's the one I grabbed. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was like, this is I'm I'm May you know, well I, just drink vanilla Coke. I I drank half of it and then I poured the rest of it down the drain. Whoa! I know that's how that's that's that was how bad it was. And then I went downstairs and got the um, Dr Pepper and cream soda and had some. How of that. many? Answer me this, Andy. Mm-hmm. How how many distinct beverages are in your home right now? How many distinct, distinct flavors? Distinct flavors. And yes, vanilla Pepsi and vanilla Coke are two different things. Okay, so I have two flavors of coffee. We have a couple of different flavors I, I, I of I juice. I was thinking soft drinks specifically, oh, but okay. If, if you want to include coffee, juices, milks, etc., we can yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, we, we got we got. Some I mean, juice. I have like eight different bags of ground coffee. So okay, all right. So okay, we'll just do this the soft drinks then. Okay. Okay. All right, so I have Baja Blast, Baja Gold, Baja Gem, I think is what the, the, the three Baja flavors right now. I have Thrashed Apple, I have Typhoon, I have Uproar. These are all Mountain Dews. Yes. Mountain Dews. That was just the Dews. Um, 
I have it Maui Burst. It, or was it you that came up with, with Mountain Dude? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I think it was Laura. Um, it was at the cabin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was yeah, her. Yeah. That was a good one. Um. Okay. So what are we up to? Sorry. Six, seven, somewhere in that range. Seven Mountain I, Dew flavors. Yes. And then we have some Coke. And we have two flavors of Dr. Pepper. And I have the Pepsi Nitro in the fridge and the RC Cola Berries and Cream in the fridge. And I think that's all for the pop right now. Oh, and re- just regular Mountain Dew as well. So eight flavors of Mountain Dew. Eight flavors of Mountain Dew and four other flavors of pops that are not wow. Mountain Dew. Yep. 12 different flavors. I mean, I get that when I get like a variety pack of Spin Drift. I get like four in that, plus like one or two more. So it's four, five, six, plus usually at least one soft drink. Seven, eight is, is my high end. Oh, oh, wait. Kate's chiming in. <laughs> Kate says, for the record, only the dew is hers. <laughs> yes, that is true. It, it is just... I mean, I'm sitting here, and on my desk, I have two different types of spindrift. I have a can of Coca-Cola Starlight, and I have a can of Coca-Cola Vanilla. So, like, glass houses. Yeah. But I don't have eight flavors of Mountain Dew. Well, to be honest, three of those were just recent acquisitions because the the Baja thing was a summer only thing. So if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't summer, three of those would already this be. This is ac- not the first time we've talked about this because I'm looking at the conversation I have with Kate and like she sent me a picture a month ago of with your soft drinks closet. Yes. And there are nine distinct flavors of Mountain Dew. Yes. Andy, I think you have a problem. It's only a problem because I don't drink it like water. You I know, mean, if, that would be a worse problem. That would be, yes, that would be a worse problem. <laughs> Kidney <laughs> stones, teeth issues, you know. Diabetes. Diabetes, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it, you know, I got them, and then I'm just slowly going through them. And since there's so many different varieties, you know, I take one here, and then next time I go over here and get that. Yeah. I only really drink the ones here on the weekend, not really during the week, so. I mean, dude, you you, you do you. You don't need to justify yourself to me. You do do. You do you. You're welcome, PepsiCo. I just created your next marketing campaign. I will take my money in the form of uh, cherry Pepsi, sugar-based Pepsi, or cash. It was like that, um, it was a Red Bull class action lawsuit, right? And literally you could get like a couple bucks in cash or one of the settlement options was actually getting like a four pack of Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) Which for me, I was like, okay, four bucks or a four pack of Red Bull. That four pack of Red Bull is like 16 bucks. Yeah, Yeah. Eight to 16 bucks, depending on where you, you know, where you're purchasing them. Of course I'm going to go for the Red Bull rather than just a $4 check. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you, Red Bull definitely knew its audience. It didn't know the law, but it knew the audience. Its audience of suckers is that, (laughs) oh, Andy, I am really sore. I spent part of my day today on a ladder. Were you cleaning fact, gutters? I spent part of my day today on two different ladders because one ladder wasn't tall enough for as compared to the other one. Were you cleaning gutters or I was not cleaning gutters. You I was have... inside. Oh, painting? No. Good guess. Waiting to see if you can get it. You're going to... Andy's running through his head going like, "What would you need on the ceiling?" Were you installing fans? I was installing fans. I have replaced all five fans in my house. I have better ones. Okay, yeah. I I have replaced one because the pull cord broke, and then I replaced a ceiling light with a fan. Ooh. Yes. That one Were there I'm, enough wires to do that? Well well it was a um it was just an uh an old school pull cord one. So it just needed okay, power. It wasn't, it wasn't a yeah. Which actually, I should review the one that I used to replace because we had one in Isaac's room that was a pull cord. Mm-hmm. And um, since he's you know going to be five in a in about a week, yep. he's you know more autonomous. 
So we wanted to like let him so he could actually turn on and off his lights by himself. But then he likes sleeping with the fan on. I think he actually like stares at it sometimes if he can't sleep. The fan? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Hey, whatever works for him. You do you. No, don't do it, Andy. <laughs> don't you dare make that the theme or the title of the episode, especially since our last episode literally is do or do not. The title of this episode is not You Do You. All right. Or anything Mountain Dew related, Andy. All right, I'll think of something. I'm, I'm serious on this one. Okay. Um, so. But the the setup was just a pull cord, so we just had just the, the single wire. Yeah. Or technically the single cable, because it is a three-wire Romex. Um, but still, it would just had the the single power source, and so this yeah. one black uh, white ground. Yeah. So we wanted separate controls for the light and the fan, so yeah. we could you know leave the fan on, turn the light off, but do yeah. it from the wall control rather than having to pull the pull cords. Okay. So it's actually it's it's pretty nice. I haven't reviewed it yet, but I might do that next time. Yeah. The the fans that we got um, have a remote. Yeah, there's so a, there's a lot of them that actually, have a remote. You could you can wire these either way. Where if you've got the two switches on the wall for the fan and the light, you can just wire it directly to the fan, or you can wire it through the remote. Or if you only have power and not two powers, uh, you can wire that to the controller, and then you have both from the remote. Yeah, I think ours is like the remote, except the remote is basically <laughs> just a wall switch. Nice. And then I put smart lights in them. Nice. So now I can turn on the upstairs lights with my Alexa, which is really good. Not for when I'm going upstairs, but for when I'm going downstairs. And I'm like, oh shit, I left the light on. And I'm just like, Echo, turn off the upstairs. And it does. But holy crap, Andy, doing five ceiling fans in two days is... Painful. Yeah, no, I doubt it. I don't doubt it. Oh, well, we're back. Yes. We we took a little break. Some took a longer break than others. Hey, I mean, yes, but also, <laughs> hey. I was just we stating the fact that you... you Took a two-week vacation. Yeah. And it was glorious. I don't doubt it. I went back to work yesterday, and I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I should be on the coast of Lake Michigan. I, uh, yeah, that would be nice. It was, yeah. So we had a great time. Uh, just to, to give everyone else a recap, we went to Andy's cabin and hung out, and that was great. Andy's kids are both terrified of me, and I don't know why. Uh, we made a turkey and did, like, a Thanksgiving-style dinner, which was a lot of fun. Very delicious. Mm-hmm. I had the turkey leftovers for, like, the next week. Yep. I finished mm -hmm. the white meat while I was there. Yeah, Kate then, says we're doing it again next year, so. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I and mean, we got to get the use out of that Weber grill. Of course. I mean. I'm bringing you a chimney next year. <laughs> okay. And if you haven't learned by next year how to use a charcoal grill, then I'm teaching you how to use a charcoal grill. <laughs> I actually got my own new Weber, but it's a gas grill, so yeah. I can bring uh, that one up in a couple of weeks as well. Cool. We actually have Weber on the topic list, too. I was noticing that. I saw it on the list and thought that maybe we could use this as a segue into said topic. Because you I know, had actually gone this week and actually registered my Weber grill because of the 10-year uh, warranty. Mm on it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize at this point that I could have um, voided said warranty oh. if I had not used um, first party parts and services. I think on a gas grill that probably makes more difference than on a charcoal grill. <laughs> yes, the charcoal grill is like, oh, a 10-year warranty on this thing. I'm like, how do I even register this? I'm like, what's the serial number? Uh... <laughs> The better question is, what are you going to expect them to do if something breaks? Like, th there aren't a lot of parts on a charcoal grill. No, that was that was very easy to put together. Right? <laughs> it's like, pull out a box, insert legs, put on wheels, done. Yeah, that was pretty... Oh, uh, I had to put the handle on the top. You had to put it the handle on the top, you had to put the, the cover... For the air vents on the bottom, right? You would, like, screw that in? No, that was actually already in place. That was already in place? Oh, 
So you to attach the handle, you to attach the wheels, you to attach the legs. Um, and then I had to put in that little ash pan. Oh, bull, whatever. That's I'm not just, part no, of I'm assembly. Little, That's part of use because that comes in and out. I know, but the, you had to you had to put that in. And then there was uh, a handle on the front that I had to put like a cover on. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. It was like eight steps. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm done. And- Honestly, if you if you treat that grill right, um, which I mean we're kind of not doing because we're just like using it once and then throwing it in a shed for a year, um, <laughs> it it will last for like decades. Yeah, I should, probably should have dumped the rest of the ash out of it out of there in case the in case there gets a lot of moisture in the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I took out the gravy tray. I hope I did. <laughs> Otherwise, well, you'll have a bit of a science experiment when you go back up there next year. I, um, I, I, I'm not going to drive up there and find out. Nope, we'll find out in a year. Yep. Oh, it was, it was a good time. So it was a good turkey. It was a fresh turkey, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else listening. Uh, Andy stopped on the way to the cabin at a turkey farm. In Middleville. a turkey. It's one of those places where I did not have very good cell phone service. Yep. I was talking with my dad, and we think potentially that the 16 pounds was 16 pounds live, which would explain why, like, it cooked so fast. Oh, maybe. So fast, Andy. That was, that cooked way faster than it should have. It was, but it cooked through. Yeah, it no, delicious. it was good. And, man, I... I would I would just make some rice and the the, the chicken you know bits and it would just kind turkey of just bits. the turkey bits they would just kind of shred themselves apart with the rice. Yep. And then the your little gravy on there too. Oh. Yep. <sighs> now I want a turkey. <laughs> well, no one's really stopping you from you know. Well, right now, yes, we're in the middle of a podcast. Please don't stop the podcast to go make a turkey at this moment. Sorry, what's that, Andy? I'm getting my keys to go to the store. I'll be back. I got a quick thaw a turkey. Yes, quick thawing a turkey will still take you literally hours. Yeah, but I could get it ready for tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. That's I wonder true. what's what's the most effective quick thaw machine you could make. The most effective quick thaw machine that you could make? So here's what I'm thinking. Because you don't want the turkey to get above 40, right? Yeah. Like, ideally, when you're thawing the turkey, you keep it under 40. So if you have the effect, like, the equivalent of a sous vide, except instead of heating the water, it's chilling the water. And it's keeping it at, like, a nice 36, 37 degrees. But it's keeping the water moving, and it's cycling the water across the turkey and in whatever container the turkey's in, out into some sort of reservoir. How quickly could you do that? You are looking this up to see if it already exists. Yeah, no, I know. I know chiller baths exist. But, like, for wine. No, like scientific instruments. I remember using something like that for um, one of the times I was working at Pfizer because we were dealing with um, blood and other liquids that every everything with the um, what are they called? The the things that spin centrifuges, all the centrifuge stuff had to be at very specific temperatures, if I remember correctly, because blood. So I'm looking for something like that that can handle like. Three gallons of water. Yeah, it looks like you could probably pick something up off of eBay for... Well, the really heavy-duty ones are about 400 brand new. Okay, that's that's a little overkill. Okay, um, industrial water chiller for 150 Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm looking for, like, the $50 range. Oh, well, that one... That one's... Because what I'd love to do is... Maybe, do I need to patent this, like, real quick? Is there a turkey thaw machine? Methods for thawing a turkey, three ways to safely thaw a frozen frozen turkey. Yeah, I'm looking at the laboratory circulators. Okay, so, yeah, I I don't see... I'm picturing, like, a chest that you would drop the turkey in, and it would either circulate the water or would form a current, and, like, you just leave it in there for a couple hours. I wonder how long it would take. We'd need to run some tests. 
But yeah, no, you'd want it to be submerged because yeah. the the yeah the transfer of heat energy from water is way better than air. Right, and that's it, why it doesn't in necessarily case, need to be submerged, but like if it's the water needs to be moving around it. Yeah. That's also a life pro tip there. If you ever fall into a frozen lake, you need to get as much of your body out of the water as possible. I mean, that that sounds like that doesn't rely on the thermal transfer of water at all. If you fall into a lake, get out of the lake. Well, yes, but even if you can't, I, even if you can't fully get out, getting as much of your body onto out the ice possible. out as possible, yes, will yep. keep you alive longer. Yeah, you're also supposed to like spread your arms way out if you're like if you fall through the ice. You're supposed to get up back through the ice and like spread your arms way out and lay as flat as you can so that you don't break more of the ice. Yes. <clears throat> I've seen people actually use um, their beards, actually. To freeze themselves in place? Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing is if you are in that case and you have a thermal blanket, but it's only enough to, like, cover you, you don't use it to cover you. You put it between you and the ground. Yeah. Because, again, air is bad at convection. Yeah. Conduction. Conduction. Air is great at convection. It's bad at conduction. Survival tips brought to you by... RA Podcast, the new makers of the Quick Turkey Thaw. I want to prototype this. Andy! Well, I need start, a frozen turkey. Yeah, start with a frozen turkey and get yourself a $150 industrial chiller. Well, uh, no, I'd get a frozen turkey and get like two Gatorade bot like containers and a water pump. Sure, you could do that too. And some way to keep the water at a relatively stable temperature of like 35 degrees, 30s. Where would you want it to be? I guess 37, right? If like the danger is 40 degrees, which of course it's not, right? Like there's no way it is 40 degrees. That's the cutoff. It's 40 degrees is where we're comfortable saying the cutoff is. The only way I would believe that 40 degrees was the actual like 100% cutoff is if it was defined as... Like, at the basis of the temperature is, well, whatever is whatever, but 40 degrees, that's the cutoff for safe food. <clears throat> so if I could keep the water at, like, 38 degrees and keep it moving and pumping through the system, how long would it take to thaw a turkey? Andy, what have you done? I've sent you down a path, my son. <clears throat> All right, I keep so on Andy, what I, I need you to do... Yeah, I'm trying to see what it is to, you know, uh, refrigerator thawing, cold water thawing, microwave thawing. Yeah, they say everybody's saying 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, no, I know that it's, yeah. it is 40 degrees. But, like, what is it really? Like, we need to talk to a food scientist. Yes, because that's the same thing with, you know, your chicken breasts at 165 or 170 or whatever it is. <clears throat> you know, that's the, that, you know, your chicken breast can, you know, 170 at five minutes, <clears throat> you know, kill all bacteria. But, you know, yeah. a lower temperature for a longer time will still kill the bacteria. Yeah, although in this case, we're not trying to kill the bacteria. We're trying to keep the bacteria from growing. Yes. Um... I guess the easy way to clean it would be to just run, like, boiling water through it. So you'd need to design it to handle both cold water, not ice water, but cold water, and also really hot water. <clears throat> well, really hot water, that's easy. That's that's just a heating element. Right. Well, easy, but, like, you want to do it safely, right? Yes. You don't want to be stupid about it. No, that's true, yes. But, you know... Getting a heating element in water, everybody's got that now. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just need to work on the chilling bit. How miniaturized are heat pumps? <sighs> They're getting smaller and smaller, that's for sure. Miniature heat pump. That is bigger than what I want. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, I've got some thinking to do. This is this is an interesting concept, Andy, and it's one that I think could actually be marketable. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so the topic was the FTC. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Topics. On Thursday. Yeah. Um, Weber Grills. Yes. Uh, Weber settled with the FTC uh, because they were going after them due to their warranty issues. So under the settlement, Weber will no longer require consumers to use Weber parts as a condition for remaining under warranty. Good. So this is the John Deere 
Harley Davidson, Westing House. You have to use our stuff. Yeah. yeah. Weber Grill now has added to Well, so here's the thing. Who made this settlement with Weber? The Federal Trade Commission. Were, were they ever explicitly given permission by Congress to make said rules? Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? I mean, kinda. Yeah. It, it is a little topical, right? Yes, unfortunately. If the EPA said, can't say, hey, like, you can't put these gases into the air, the Environmental Protection Agency can't protect the environment, and if the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, can't control diseases... Who's the FTC to say, oh, no, no, you can't do that. You can't require that they use your parts. People should be able to repair it even with other parts. I don't know. And I, <laughs> ugh. It's, it's one of those things that's like, I, I really hate that is a, uh, that we're even <clears throat> talking about that. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. In other news of things that I hate that we're even talking about that, it seems. Oh, please. Is this going to be a depressing episode now? Are we done with the fun stuff? <laughs> No, we got other fun stuff, but you know, if if you want to go down that path, I've got I've got to one mean, down that path. Okay, let's go down that path. Um, Russia, the Russian astronauts, or sorry, cosmonauts, mm-hmm. uh, up in the ISS right now, posted an image of them with the tricolor flags of the, um, as the Ukrainians call them, um, temporarily occupied territories uh, in the ISS. Say that again. Whole thing. Russian cosmonauts currently up on the ISS had their picture taken with the tricolored flags of the supposed republics that Russia stole from Ukraine. Interesting. And Ukraine has, you know, designated them as temporarily occupied territories. But these are the the Russian, you know, quasi republics. So was this... This was not in protest of this. No, they were had their picture in pro-Russian. These are the same cosmonauts who gave control of the ISS to the, the U.S. astronauts, right? Uh, I'm not sure if that was the same crew or not. I think this was the one, I think this was the crew that showed up wearing like <laughs> yellow and blue uniforms when they first like came to the ISS and everybody's like, yellow and blue? As Ukrainians, that's- like because that's Ukraine's flag. Yeah, but now they are literally holding up a pro-Russian flag and was, you know... I'm so confused about what their statement is. That, like, these territories are now part of Russia? Yes, that has been Russia's stance since, um, I think since back 2014, yeah, here we go, 2014. Since 2014, Russia has claimed that these are, you know, independent republics, but nobody else says that. No one else recognizes that. Yeah. No one. Like, zero. Yes, literally nobody outside of Russia recognizes these as independent Mm. independent states. Right. Okay. Why? That's been the excellent... And also, like, this is the International Space Station. Yes, that's supposed to represent like god damn it well this was the thing was the fact that you know the uh most of the people nasa was kind of defending the russian cosmonauts originally because people are like why are we still dealing with russia russia's you know a bad actor why are we still dealing with him with the iss and he said because literally the iss flies above the political the political war yeah well not when you bring it to the iss that's what's going on now is the fact (laughs) that russia then literally brought the war up to the iss and everybody else is like this um this is not right. No, it, that's very not right. Yeah. God damn Russia. Yep. <clears throat> I am displeased. I will take all of my quick turkey thaw money that I'm going to make from this product, and Russia will feel my wrath by not having a way to quick thaw turkeys. You're going to pull it out of Russia even before it, even before it exists? Yep. So yes, that's the slightly bit of a downer news. So, uh, good news. The first James Webb photos, the official oh. photos, will be released on the 12th. So close. Andy, they're so close. Also, like, happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Because, like, your birthday is the 12th the, or the 13th? The 12th. My birthday is the 12th, yes. So happy birthday from NASA. <laughs> <laughs> and the... International space community. 
Thank you. It was they they teased the release by showing off another one of the uh, engineering test images and even this engineering test image is like glorious yes go back to the topics where is this where is this where is this james webb teases 72 exposures over 32 hours testing the guidance sensor to make sure that it can stay locked onto an image i love that on their their like published image they put a little black dot over the center of the star. I assume that's only in, like, the, the post-production image, right? Like, it's just, it's overwhelmed the sensor. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it should just be white, right? Like, that's that's what it happens when you overwhelm the sensor. Uh, <clears throat> okay, the image is monochromatic and is displayed in false color with white, yellow, orange, and red, representing the progression from brightest to dimmest. The brightest star on the right-hand edge. Hmm. Oh, I mean, it's not going to look like the Hubble Deep Space Field, right? <clears throat> well, no. It, well, depends on which Hubble Deep Space Field, because there's technically two of them. I mean, the the one that is commonly referred to, the color one. Yeah, well, which there's... isn't actually color, it's just... Someone colored it. Yes, but there's there there was the deep space, and then there I think there was the ultra. Did they call it the ultra deep space? Maybe. Yeah, Alt, Hubble Ultra Deep Field. I think that's the one that's on the wall at work. It's where they pointed it at like the darkest spot in the sky, and said, yeah. "Like, let's just see what happens." <clears throat> er, extreme Deep Field is that the new man? This. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. So there's Hubble Ultra Deep Field. Ultra Mega. So the Hubble Deep Field, Hubble Deep Field South, and then yeah, then the Ultra Deep Field. Okay. September two thousand and three to January two thousand and four. <clears throat> oh man, okay, so the extreme deep field is a portion of the ultra deep field. <laughs> or they look enhance, zoom, enhance. 23 days of exposure time collected over 10 years. Image covers an area of 2.3 arc minutes by 2 arc minutes. <clears throat> that is a very, very tiny area of yes. the sky. Represents uh, approximately one... Imagine, yeah. Uh, yeah, represents approximately one thirty-two millionth of the sky. Yeah. Can you imagine what it's going to look like? I mean, this, this is their test photo, right? Yeah. This is the... How long was this photo? Uh, 72 exposures over 32 hours. Okay. So now just imagine, like, that's that's a day and a half, right? 32 mm-hmm. hours. So imagine what we're going to get when they're like, all right, we got nothing going on with the web. Let's lock it on the darkest spot and let it just go for, like, a week. <laughs> there are a lot of galaxies out there. Mm-hmm. It's a great big universe and we're all really puny. Hi, Animaniacs. Um... Now that said, like, there is the downside of we're representing a 3D thing in 2D and, like, it would be cool to have a good 3D model of the universe, or at least the observable universe, because you can't get a 3D model of anything more than that. Nope. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that's really cool. And I'm super excited for your birthday this year. Uh, I mean, I'm always excited for your birthday, Andy, but like, well, it's really Prime Day. It's normally Woot's anniversary. Yep. James Webb is coming out. Um, yeah. Right? Like, there's just a bunch of really cool stuff. I'm going to celebrate my birthday by going to an estate planner and then taking <laughs> Isaac to the dentist. An estate planner? Yes. Okay. You know, wills and trusts and all that. Yes. Yeah. For your, your, yourself, I assume. Yes. Like for your estate. Yes. Okay. Make sure we get all our ducks in a row before it's literally too late. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a conversation with your your doctors about uh, DNRs? Not yet. That is something you should do. Yep. Just, you know, while you're taking care of the rest of this stuff, something to think about. Well, the part of the (laughs) questions was power of attorney. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, figuring out who we want to give power of attorney to and all that. Yeah. As I look over at the USB stick that I have here at home that is my parents' will and all the information about the trust. Just got it here, right next to me. It stays on my desk. Guess who's the executor? Is it you? It is indeed me. That's why I have a USB stick that is their will and all the information about the trust. I should clarify, the USB stick is the copy of the will. It is not the will itself. That'd be good, because it's not sure would they accept USB? I don't know. Because I remember some of our stuff we have to get, like, notarized. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be notarized and documented. If only I knew a notary public... Oh, I've got, like, a list of them at work. (laughs) 
Yep, we've got, um, I think we've got <clears throat> one in Battle Creek on staff, actually, so. Yeah, yep. there's there's literally, I've talked about the company, like, intranet employee directory before, where you can make your own groups, and, like, there's just tons and tons of ways to find people. There is a group on there for notary publics. Oh, good. Notaries public, I guess. I don't know, so is this, like, attorneys general sort of I, thing? I think so. Because they are a notary, right? They're not a public. No, they're not a public. They are a notary. So be, yeah, notaries. They are notaries public. It's Most been a very educational anything. podcast of things that are not yeah, on the topic how to, list. How to survive falling into water, uh, notaries public versus notary publics. How to not defrost a turkey correctly. Or what? By what to do? What it on to the counter? Yeah, yeah, don't don't leave it on the counter. We must keep it below forty degrees. Yep. Excuse me. <clears throat> All right. Do you got something on this list that you might be more awake to talk about? Um, I mean, Tesla opening the supercharger network is pretty fun. Which is even more fun because Tesla did not actually make the announcement. Oops. <laughs> And Tesla's PR department doesn't exist anymore. Elon literally disbanded the PR department for Tesla. I mean, there's still got to be, like, someone answering the phones, right? Yes, but there's no actual, like, department in Tesla's whose job is public relations. So there's somebody there. Customer service portal, maybe? I don't know. Or there's you just keep on job- DMing Elon until he responds. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea of like the person who's getting these like fielding these calls from the press are like, I don't know, go tweet Elon. Let's see, there's an investors relations <clears throat> section, contact and frequently asked questions. You can contact Tesla's board of directors to provide comments, to report concerns or ask a question. So there's the board of directors. That that feels like the wrong place to send questions about the company. Yeah, I know. That's let's see. No, don't I don't want to find a store. <laughs> oh, maybe that's how you get your information by going to the Tesla store. Contact. <clears throat> let's see. Sales, careers, press. Okay, so there is a press email. Yeah. So that's what you, there, you literally I mean, have. I told you, there had to be. Yes, there is. There is an inbox. There is no PR <laughs> department, but there is an inbox. Who reported that there's no PR department? I think Elon talked about disbanding it a couple of years ago. Let's see. Tesla. Well, because the, the joke would be like that should be a press release. But if there's no PR department, if there's no public relations department, who's making the release? Okay, here we go. There's an article from April 28, 2021. Elon Musk rejected the idea of Tesla going back to having a PR department. The automaker stopped answering press inquiries in 2020. And somebody later reported that Elon Musk <clears throat> dissolved Tesla's whole press department in October of 2020. So, yeah, no, there's there's an inbox, but... Who knows what's on the other side. Yes. So this... I laugh it just goes to Elon. <laughs> There's an inbox. It just goes to Elon's phone. He answers them when he feels like it. Yeah. So this announcement that they were actually looking to open their supercharger network to other EVs by the end of the year was basically a line item in a White House memo. That's fucking hilarious. They said in April that they need to increase their own network um, to meet demand. And in the memo, later this year, Tesla will begin production of new supercharger equipment that will enable non-Tesla EV drivers in North America to use Tesla superchargers. Just just a line in the memo, and you're like, wait a second, what? When was this release? July 8th. That was yesterday. Just... Uh just going to go look and see if uh, maybe that had some effect on a certain stock. Mm. Well, it was up, but like not by a lot. Oh, but it's been going up. Okay, cool. Oof. I did not want to look at that number. <laughs> <clears throat> Market goes up. <laughs> Over time, long term, the market goes up. Yes, long term averages versus short term volatility. Yep, just the short term feels like it's been a couple months at this point. And it also will suck if you're, you know, going to get off at the end of this short term volatility. Yes, that really sucks. But I don't need to get off of it right now, so I'm just going to let it ride. Yep. 
Just let it ride. So yeah, so oh. this this will be, you know, the government's trying to push the EV stuff as fast as possible. And Tesla's yeah. supercharger network is basically one of the most robust and widespread EV charging networks in the country. There's one at friggin' High V down the road. There's eight at the the mire just Yeah, down. well by one I mean a supercharger lot, not yeah, yeah. a no, single yeah. pylon. Yeah, there's a supercharger lot at the mire. Oh my god. Right off Andy, of 94. they are pylons, aren't they? Like, if you were to call these things anything... It would be a pylon, yes, I would agree. <laughs> you must construct... <laughs> additional Additional pylons. <laughs> Fucking StarCraft. Man, but yeah, no, if you want to... Yeah, I mean, definitely. Also, there's a couple other networks that would be, like, really good to open up. Yes. Um, a friend of mine was talking about how, like, electrical vehicle charging stations, if we want to really do this, need to be as ubiquitous as gas stations. Yes. And this is a, a good step to that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to a Toyota gas station to charge to, to fill my tank. Yes. And I get that it's that's kind of the opposite problem that's being addressed here. It's more that like imagine if Ford had dedicated gas stations and now other people can use those. God, that would be so weird. That would probably be like the the gas like pump itself would have like a special shape that would fit Ford cars. And then there'd be this whole underground market of like printing adapters. Well, that's the thing is they're talking about how, um, uh, let's see, the EV maker is ramping a production of power electronic components that convert alternating current to direct current, charging cabinets, posts, and cables, and adapters to let other yep. uh, people use the, the supercharger the plugs. Superchargers. So yeah, it's, it's we need to increase our... Uh, Charging network. Hey, look at that one right there. Let's use that one. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, Elon backed off his Twitter deal. Yes. Since we're talking about Musk. (laughs) Basically said, I'm out. Peace. As further described below, Mr. Musk is terminating the merger agreement because Twitter is in material breach of multiple provisions of that agreement, appears to have made false and misleading Mm -hmm. representations upon which Mr. Musk relied when entering into the merger agreement and is likely to suffer a company material adverse effect could potentially be on the hook for a billion dollar breakup fee. I mean, oh no. Yeah, well. A billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, how awful. Yes, but it's a billion dollars to Twitter, so. So it's going from one really rich white guy to a different really rich white guy? Like, I don't know why I should feel bad about this, Andy. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't feel bad about it either. It's just annoying that it's like, oh, great. Somebody just gave Twitter more money. Right. Hey. I mean, maybe it means Twitter will be able to operate longer. Well, speaking of ceasing operations, Rockstar has said on their website that they have their plans for Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead Redemption Online. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we're going to continue to work to improve the overall GTA Online experience. And Red Dead Redemption <laughs> is basically <clears throat> coming down. Coming down, yes. Yep. Did you hear that the players are planning a funeral? <laughs> In-game funeral for the game. That's great. Alongside seasonal special events and experience improvements, we plan to build upon existing modes and add new Telegram missions this year rather than delivering major theme content updates like in previous years. Mm. I've always wanted to play the Red Dead Redemption games. I think I have them on the 360, the first ones. You you literally own it and just never played it. Never got it. Well, that was... Towards the end of... Because Red Redemption was like one of the last... Well, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, was one of the last games for the 360. I don't think 2 was available on the 360. Was was 2 not available? 2 came out relatively recent. 2018. So PS4 would have been out. PS4 and Xbox One. Xbox One, yeah. And then came out on Windows and Stadia the next year. Dead Redemption 2 console. No, it just says it just says PS4, Xbox One on the list here. Okay, yeah. So no, definitely not on the 360. No, yeah, I have the I have the original one for the 360. Okay. 
Yeah, Megan started playing with my Xbox 360 controller, and Kate's like, do we have any games for that that she could play? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how many Lego games do I still have? Ooh. Lego games are fun. I know. I was a uh, freaking adult when those started coming out, and I enjoyed them. Is, isn't Minecraft on the 360? Can you put that on the, three th- the 360? Maybe, but uh, I don't know. Isaac's thing right now is hide-and-seek. He, I, I recall, we yes. played hide-and-seek with him. It was a lot of fun. I know. My best hiding spot was in the open, on a bench. This was after I found you when you were just kind of like, chill in there and Isaac was running around the whole place looking for you and you were literally just sitting on the like against the structure yep yeah after that I just walked over to one of the benches and laid down (laughs) (laughs) that was my spot and you know what it was a fucking good spot yep my favorite one was the fact that Beth was literally hiding behind Brian behind Bri yeah Found Brian. They found Brian, and then, like, why would you look in the same place you've already looked? Yeah, why would you do that? It's always the classic idea of, you know, hide mm-hmm. somewhere until they move, and then just try and double back behind them, and then mm-hmm. hide, yeah, someplace, you know. They've already looked. Yep, 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 yep. So, speaking of the Xbox, Samsung TV has launched an app for the Xbox Game Pass. Okay. So if you have a Samsung 2022 model smart TV, okay, you, you I can don't. get Okay, but if you do, you can get the Xbox <laughs> Game Pass app and literally and play, play Xbox X- games, Xbox games on your wait, Samsung TV. Wait, I Andy, are you telling me I can play my console's games? On my TV. Yes, you can play your console's games on your TV. I'd like to point out how dumb that sounds. Yes, but if you don't own the console and you just yeah. own the streaming service, yeah. you don't need the console. You just need any Bluetooth-enabled controller, including the Sony DualSense controller, and you can use that to play your Xbox games. Okay, that's that's a little better. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you why can, would you, I... Wait, you can take your wait. you can take your PlayStation can, controller. Yeah, pair it with your Samsung TV. Play, pair it with your Samsung TV and play Xbox games. As long as you buy the Xbox Game Pass. Yes. What do I have? Do I have the, I have I think I have the Games Pass because I pay Microsoft like ten bucks a month and don't yes. use it. I should probably cancel that. Probably be if you're I not going to use PC it. PC Game Pass. Ah. Your membership is expiring. Yeah, because I don't use it at all. I have had the theme from Monkey Island stuck in my head for a week. <laughs> just so you know. Yep, yep. And of course, it's a Switch exclusive, so I'm just going to watch you everybody get a else. Switch, Andy. Or I could just watch other people play it. Oh, you hate watching people play games. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it's amusing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of watching people play games and things that are not on the topic list, Summer Games Done Quick happened while we were in Manistee. Oh. And they raised $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. Nice. Who was on the list? And they did some really cool stuff with, uh, I mean, just speedrunning in general. Uh, One guy faked his speedrun and has now been banned from the event. What? Yep. He faked the speedrun. Why would you do that? I don't know. He 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 came clean about it. He's like, I feel really bad about this. I screwed up. This was a bad thing. I'm really sorry to everyone. Because it was like, he did the main one, but the um, there was a, you know, like, donate to unlock the, the DLC is what it was. Like, unlock the DLC speedrun. And he, like, got nervous and anxious and chickened out at the last moment and basically played a recording. That's, oh my. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's, you know, there's crazy stuff that happens at, at, at SGDQ and AGDQ. Uh, the other thing was the Zelda Triforce Percent Ocarina of Time. Did you ever play Ocarina of Time? No, you don't play Zelda games. I've played Link to the Past. Okay. That I paid, I played Link to the Past whole way through. That has been the only so, one. It's a good one. And yeah, I know. It's, it's a good one, so. It's a really good one. Uh, I still want to sit you down and have you play the original one. Maybe next year. That, that'd be something we could do with Isaac. Is be like, here you go. This is the original Zelda. No. That's the, 
I thought about that because those simpler games, I mean, the original Nintendo controller is literally just three buttons and the D-pad or two buttons and How the D-pad. How many buttons? Two there buttons, yes. Two buttons plus start and select. Yes. So four buttons and a D-pad. Yeah. So basically, the original yeah, Mario is really easy until to you get started. To get started, yes. I, I sat down with one of my nephews. I started showing him a game. He's like, so what's the point of this? I'm like, what? It was Super Metroid. And was like, where do I go? I'm like, explore. Where do you go? It's like, I don't know. Find this place. Sorry, you were saying? I I think I actually... did. I Were you there the one time where I started to um, play all the Super Mario levels? I was not physically with you, but I no, remember I, when you did it. Yeah, because I think I was... I was running it, and you guys were on, like, a voice chat or something. Maybe. But it was, yeah, no, it, it was good to start out. But towards the end, I'm sitting there going, like, well, this is... It's a drag. Yeah. Like, it just keeps going. It's like yeah. trying to play trying to play Pitfall originally. It's like, okay, this game... Pitfall is fun for three minutes. Yes. Mario is fun for significantly longer. Mario Party speedrun? How does that work? I have no idea. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> So, but, but let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell, let me tell you about this, this, um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time TAS run. Okay. So first off, TAS, the tool assisted speed run, uh, is when you, you, you aren't doing the speed run, the computer is doing the speed run, you have programmed the computer to do a speed run. Okay? Okay. Ocarina of Time is considered, like, in general, not Tassable. There's too many things that can cause a desync between the controller inputs and what the, the system is doing. Because the whole point of a TAS is that all you have done is program the controller inputs. You are not reading anything from the game. You are not reading any game state. You're not doing anything. It's just a tool-assisted speedrun. So... There's a glitch in Ocarina of Time, where if you do the setup properly, you can have the game execute arbitrary code. What? You can set up the game so that it starts reading the button presses as code. Now... This is not easy to do. It's a very difficult setup. It's a very impressive setup. And once you've done it, I mean, there's not really much you can do, right? As a human, you can only press the buttons so fast. However, in a tool-assisted speedrun, you can program the buttons, and you can program the buttons as fast as the console can read them, which ends up being, since this is an N64 console, like thousands of times per second. So they, they do the run, they set it up, there's a person who is executing this glitch, and as soon as he executes the glitch, they plug the taskbot into all four controller ports, and just start sending button presses. Thousands and thousands of button presses. Oh my goodness. Millions of button presses. And the system is reading it and interpreting that as executable code. And eventually they rewrite the ending live on an unmodified cartridge, on an unmodified Super uh, Nintendo 64. They rewrite the ending and, like, it, they, they put in the start of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> And then they started, uh, they asked Twitch chat, because the whole thing is streamed on Twitch, to um, say to put in, like, this one hashtag of, like, here together, right? Because this was the first GDQ that, like, they were together, that they were in person. And it started rendering the chat into the game in engine using their arbitrary code using the inputs from the taskbot. So Taskbot was reading Twitch chat and was putting in people's names and telling the game to render them in the sky. And it was like the most moving and adorable thing. And I was in tears just at like how incredible it was. And and like, how do you do that? I don't. That's just crazy. So it's worth watching. Um, it's it's pretty impressive and just like really cool. Okay. Yeah. I think there was also like a Final Fantasy ten run in like four hours. That's that's a lot. Yep. All right. Should we hit the um, randoms? Yeah, probably. You got to go to bed. Yes. It's one so, o'clock there. My fault. Random review. I'm reviewing yes. a game I picked up on Steam. Actually, I picked okay. it up for free. I'm not sure how I knew about this or something, but somebody was like, hey, 
have you played FTL? If you have, pick up this game. It's free. And I'm like, okay, shoot, why not? <laughs> I like free games. I like free games. I like management games. You know, why not? Yep. So it's called Bomber Crew. Came out back in 2017. <laughs> and um, basically, you are a World War II bomber. Okay. And it's just like FTL where you have a crew. And you have to control the crew. So there is a pilot and a mechanic and a navigator and a radio operator and two gunners and a bomb specialist. Okay. And so you pilot, you know, pilots the thing and your mechanic is there to fix anything that breaks. Your navigator is actually telling you where to fly because um, there's, you know, there's radar in World War II, but, it, you know, you can't really tell where you are. You got to have your navigator tell you. So right. it's a it's a lot like FTL where you have to tell each crew member to do their job and it's it looks cute but this is kind of like Cuphead where it looks cute but, but it's it unforgiving it will rip you a new one and spit you out and very unforgiving very yes there are two two tutorial levels all right very basic tutorial levels they walk you through the things it's pretty easy I go to the first mission, and I crash the plane within the first 10 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, it... Crash the plane, not got shot down, but literally crashed the plane. Yes, I accidentally crashed the plane because I accidentally uh, had my pilot <laughs> leave the cockpit to go put out a fire. <laughs> I thought I was having... You're like, the, ah, it's fine. It'll be all right. <laughs> I thought I was having the mechanic do it. No, it turns out it was the pilot, and then the pilot got shot by the fighter jets, and the plane crashed because there was no pilot. Yeah. So, yeah, it, <clears> it was... It was bad. And that was the first level. It, okay, now I want to install this game. That sounds amazing. It yeah, it looks it looks cute because they're all mm -hmm. cartoony and it's got, you know, the whole World War II, you know, gung-ho sort of thing there. But it's this FTL was great because you could pause it, right? You could pause it and you could tell your guys what to do and then you could unpause it, right? Yeah. There is no pause button in this. Oh, oh God. No, no. That's that's bad. There is a way to slow down time, but you cannot pause time in this game. That sounds really bad. So yeah, no, like I said, this game will chew you up and spit you out and it will look adorable doing it. Right, but like... FTL is, is not playable without pause. Well, this one is pretty, you know, the, the bomber guys just sit in their things and then you can just, you know, target the fighters and they'll just shoot the fighter guys whenever they're in range. Okay. You know? But it's, it, it, it's, it's tough. It's one of those things where if I look at it right now and it's 20 bucks right now on Steam, I would yeah. have not picked this up for 20 bucks. Okay. It's, but you got it for free. I got it for free. So of course, you know, I'm trying to just chew my way through this thing and it's not going good. So if I send you a game for free... <laughs> I'll try it out and I will let you know. Okay. I have many games currently on my Steam library. That you I st and me both, brother. You yep. and me both. I feel like that's the majority of everybody on Steam. So yeah, so if you're a crew management simulator strategy type game. Sorry, one of my radio stations just went silent. Uh-oh. Hmm. Do, do you need to go take care of that? No, I'll give it 30 seconds or so, see if the comes back on. Okay. Because this is at 105, 106. Hey, look, program audio has been restored at 106. Okay. So it's something with CBS you were saying? News. Yes. Um, yeah, no, this thing, not 20 bucks for me. There's a whole bunch of DLC, but I, I can't even get through the base game right now. But yeah, no, if you're not FT 20 bucks, but like if it's on summer sale. Yeah, if it's on summer sale, sale or some other sale. Yes. Pick it up if you're a fan of FTL. I am a fan of FTL. I very much enjoyed playing through FTL. So it's it's sort of like that with, you know, the crew management sort of stuff there. Very cartoony feel, very cute feel, but um, very, don't let it don't let it like. Yes. Be prepared. Guard. Be prepared to reload games. It is unforgiving. Yes. Well, so, OK, so I guess is, that's the question. Is it a roguelike like FTL? Because FTL, there there was no save. There really isn't a uh, I haven't tried quitting during the middle of a mission. Can you uh, reload a mission? Can you like do it and then be like, ah, I didn't, I didn't go as well as I wanted. Try again. 
I will. I I haven't tried doing that. Once the okay. when, you know, once the mission is done, the mission is done, and you get you move on to the next one. Okay, so that that is kind of roguelike. Yeah, and then when you die, you have to start all over. Yes, pretty much. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something I'm I'm trying to work my way on it, but yeah, no. If you, if you're like that, just wait for it to go on sale. Okay. So that is my review, and I will throw the Steam link into the topic list. That is a good review. Yeah. Plus, since it's 2017, I was able to play it on my work laptop without even, you know, having to break a sweat. So don't have to have latest hardware to get this thing going. All right. So random topic rolled ahead of time. What is your Mm. tipping point of going from lucky to unlucky? I don't know because I don't really understand the question. Well, I'm thinking okay so so like if i'm if i'm playing cards yes and like i'm on a streak yes i mean it's it's, it's I, not a binary like i'm feel i'm lucky and now i'm unlucky right it's there's there's a spectrum there of like i'm i'm feeling lucky i'm feeling really lucky you know like when i roll a nat 20 like that feels really good when i roll two nat 20s one after the other like holy shit but then if I roll a nat 1 after that, I don't feel unlucky. I just feel like that's probability. Yeah, no, it's it, it there's a science. There is no such thing as luck. It's our just perceived perceived control over the uncontrollable. Maybe. I mean, there 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 is luck in the sense of like, man, Andy, that was really cool. Like, that was a highly unprobable thing that had a favorable outcome for you. By definition, that's being that's lucky. Yes. But it's not something you can influence and it doesn't affect the future. No, but I luck was... is a a historical thing. Yeah. Looking I back. was lucky to be born in the United States of America. Yes, no, because then you're you, all men are created equal. All situations are not. Right. So, like, I'm okay with saying that, like, yes, something was lucky or that person was lucky. Like, that's, sure, that that is a thing in a historical context. However, it has no bearing on future events. None whatsoever. You cannot look at the roulette... I hate that when I see that in the casinos where they have the the yeah. previous rolls on the roulette wheel. I'm like, oh man, it must be like double zero came up in the last like two spins, so it's it's not going to be double zero again. No, it is just as likely then as in any other time. Yeah, you are fools playing a fool's game. Thank you, Miss Jonic, for teaching me that roulette does not play fair. There is in fact one game in the casino that plays fair. Blackjack? Nope. Blackjack odds favor the house. That is unless you're able to count the cards. That sort of. Uh yeah, sort of. Um cuz also don't they play with like multiple decks now? Yeah, like, they they play with multiple decks. The yes, they make it they make it really hard to count the cards now cuz they play with yeah. about 6 decks in the shoe and most of the time they actually start to um shuffle them as you're only halfway through the shoe. Right. Yeah. And I mean cuz you have automated shufflers now, like they could just yep. shuffle it every hand. So, yeah, I, I would not recommend counting cards in blackjack. Uh no, craps. Craps plays pays true odds. Oh, yeah. So if you play craps long enough, uh, in the long run, you should break even. Of course, there's a problem with that in the long run. Yes. Uh, First off, you'll only break even. Second off, it is impossible to, it, it is effectively impossible to bankrupt the house. It is entirely possible for you to bankrupt yourself. So right, even here, in that case, in the long run, the house is going to win. Okay, so here we go. So odds of okay, so odds of winning at blackjack can be as high as forty two point two two percent. But because there is an average of eight point four eight percent of blackjack games can end in a push, the probability of a loss is only at forty nine point one percent. Okay. So technically... No. What was the probability of winning? The probability of winning outright is 42.22%. What's the probability of losing? 49.1%. Which one's going to happen more often? Losing. So in the long run... Yes, in the... Okay, yes, in the long run... You lose. You lose. 
Yes, the probability of winning is not the same as probability of not losing. Right. Okay. That that eight percent, like, made, there could be a push. Like, yep, there could be a push. You are correct. In which case, the game doesn't count. Yep. You're not making any money. So even though the probability of losing is less than half, you're still going to lose in the long run. And therefore, you're unlucky. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess going to a casino. See, here's... I, I do enjoy, like, I've talked to a couple people who go to casinos, and they said, like, here's the way to do it. Go to the casino and don't expect to win. You aren't paying to win. You're paying for entertainment. Yes. Right? When you go to the movies, you don't expect to come out with more money than you went in with. Nope. So set aside the amount of money you are willing to spend for an afternoon of entertainment, and there is a small possibility that you'll come out with more than that. But that's not the point. The point is not the money that you're winning. The point is the fun that you're having. Plus the free comped drinks. Well, that's only if you're spending a lot of money. That's true. That, that Andy, you and me going to a casino, they're probably not going to comp our drinks. No, that's true. But sometimes you might get free drinks. You know, I think, was it Jamie went to, he was in Vegas for something, and he, I guess he was watching an MSU game on the TV. So he was at the, uh, the video poker thing at the bar, and he was, I guess, playing like quarter games of video poker, but just enough to, you know, keep the bartender coming back to refill his drinks. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> Very nice. So he got to watch the MSU game and I think play video poker and get free drinks the whole time. So, cool. right. So, should probably go to bed, shouldn't I? You should definitely go to bed. I don't have an answer for this one because I don't know what it means to go from lucky to unlucky. Like, and it's it's not a, it's a, not it's not a switch either. Yeah, can't luck be, is retrospective. Yeah, you can be both lucky and unlucky at the same time. Yep, that's definitely true. So. All right, right. that's a very philosophical question and one that I'm going to mull over in my head while I try and sleep. Okay. So, on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.